Warning, the things said and portrayed in this podcast should not be taken seriously and only taken as jokes. And if you are easily offended, please do not continue to listen or watch this podcast. Viewer discretion is advised. Down south slangin', rollin' with these hustlers. Try and get rid of all you haters and you busters. Down south slangin', rollin' with these hustlers. Try to get rid of all you haters and you busters. What's the sense of it all? Pippin' powder and yeah, we starting this shit off differently, dog. Yeah, it's about to be a fucking gangster-ass <laughs> podcast. <laughs> you know what I fucking do with these bitches, dog? <laughs> <laughs> this is racist as shit. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. Not really, no. All right, guys, this is our uh, podcast, Possibly Wrong. Probably not. Probably not. And uh, we're going to have some fun here. Don't listen. Turn the mic off so you can all hear this shit. Yeah, there we go. Wow, it sounds way different. Yes, it does. Dude. So since we're not doing video anymore, we gotta make it more vocal, right? Right. Okay, so... How are we gonna make it... more entertaining? Well, the voice changer should help a lot. Yeah, people said, I don't like this. I don't like it. I don't like it. Oh, that's the chick shit right there. That's the chick shit. Does it sound kind of like a lesbian? Like a like a low. A little bit. Do I go a little higher? Oh, that sounds like I'm gonna come. <laughs> <laughs> You got something to say? Oh no, it's just you're right. You sound like a like a chick. Yeah, but like a um, like a uh, like a porn lesbian, not like a real lesbian, but like a porn lesbian. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, a porn lesbian. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you wanna fuck me? Oh, that sounds so weird. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. We're not doing this again. <laughs> We're not doing that again. My voice is, my laugh is terrifying in this. Yes, it is. It was just a normal laugh, but it's terrifying. Let's see what else we got here. Didn't we already go over through this thing? We'll try it again. I don't think we did on the podcast, though. No, we didn't. Alright, this thing is so fucked up, man. I'll take the effect off real quick. There's so many different uh, options on this little voice changer thing. We got Harmony, TalkBox, Vocoder, Octave, Unison, Whistle, Distortion, Telephone, Beatbox, Chorus, Deep, Robot, and Child. I don't know. A lot of these things on here don't really make sense. Like the Whistle one. Yeah. The whistle one is like you talk and it just whistles to the octave of your voice. So here, I'll try this out for you guys. So when I, here, turn it. So when I, hello. Fucking, let's see that. I was just talking that whole time. It just sounds like a whistle. It's really fucking weird. Makes no sense to me. Let me get. Telephone. Kind of sounds like a AC booth in the lower. This sounds kind of good, doesn't it? It sounds like a uh, like a telephone caller. Yeah. So we can. What does this sound like? That sounds. 
And then beatbox. I don't know what the fuck this does. That's shit. Unison. Oh, that's like two people at the same time. Oh? You sound like Wally. <laughs> Wally. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Your fucking cat just rubbed up against my leg and I just peed a little. It's fucking... upsetting because you spent what 150 bucks on that maybe i don't know but we can figure out things to do with it it's just that i i don't know what maybe make music that's the auto-tune i mean anyone sounds good on auto-tune right right so maybe we can do auto-tune sing a little bit a little fun mm-hmm. and then we got little beat pads we can make and shit dude we can do a lot of shit with this thing we're we're Literally using maybe like one percent of its potential. Yeah, we're not using. We're not utilizing it. Properly. No, not at all. We can do a lot of shit with it, so maybe we should start doing some Mark Rivier shit with it. Fuck yeah, dude! I'll do my freestyling. You make the music on that bitch. Mm-hmm. We'll be fucking. Look at that goddamn famous. Yep. Famous. Speaking of which, we are seeing him on Thursday. Well, we are seeing him after this will come out. However, no, no, be, no. Yeah. We'll see him before this one comes out. Oh, yeah, that's what this I'm is the second one, yeah. Yeah, well, we'll be seeing... You'll be listening to this after we see yeah. it. I'm fucking excited. Yeah, I'm ready for it. It's going to be amazing. Mm-hmm. He's uh, Oh, man, he's such a... He's such, like, a genius. Like, a stupid genius. Because the shit he makes is so... It's so random and mm-hmm. at times idiotic, but it's not like a... It's not a... It's tastefully done no yeah. matter what. Cause he just he he go he does himself like he doesn't give a fuck about following some agenda or like how how music's supposed to be he he does music at its rawest point yeah and he just makes it from scratch and he just does him and yeah. a lot of times it does look stupid but if you don't understand like what he's doing and how much he puts into it yep it's not appreciated but holy fuck man his music is amazing yep. everything he does and then randomly. He just makes these beats, and then sometimes he just makes hits. Yep. Like, perfect fucking samples yeah. of music. Yeah, like, Work That Ass for Daddy. Yeah, Went amazing. viral. Amazing. And just, what? You serious? He like, does. that sounds like a produced yeah. song. And he does these streams, like, every Sunday. Mm-hmm. And Honestly, I haven't listened to one of his streams in a minute, and I need to. I well, need to. you need to go back and listen. He had one with Harry Mack, which was amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, he made this one where it sounded like a... Western type beat. It sounded like it should have been like Red Dead Redemption. Mm-hmm. And he, 
dude, he gives you chills. I'm getting chills talking about it. Like he, God, he's phenomenal. He's he's one of the best artists out there, and he's totally underrated. And I can't wait till he gets the the amount of attention he deserves because mm-hmm. he needs everybody's eyes on him. Everybody's eyes. Yeah, he really he's does. Fucking perfect, mm-hmm. perfect musician. Actually, probably the one of the most rawest musicians that are out there because no musician goes out there and puts out their their beginning material, if that's what you want to call it. Well, he, yeah, it's all beginning because he, Im- he improvises it. Yeah, that's the not... thing that's so crazy is he does these feeds, right? And then he's like, what should I talk about? And he reads the comments and, you know, someone's like, oh, write a song about a flamingo. And then he's yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> hold my beer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he does. And he does it in like a fucking Japanese robe. Yeah, in a and Komodo. his underwear. In a yeah. Komodo. Yeah. I want to get one of those oh, so bad. Dude, they look so comfortable. We should get some. Absolutely. And then do a podcast once our first video comes out and do it in Komodos. Oh, yeah. In underwear. I would live in that thing. Are you kidding me? Silk Komodo. Oh, my God. No underwear. Just let it all free ball. Oh, you want to free ball it? Oh, yeah. Oh, man. You're going to make that goddamn Komodo stink. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> a Komodo. What? I just got a text message from AT&T free message. Congrats to two lucky users. Today's winners of our raffle are Tim Jones and you, Justin. Oh, wow. That's a scam. Yeah. Maybe not. Click it. Let's see what happens. I'm not doing that. Do it. Don't be a pussy. I'm not doing that. I know I have an apple and they can't get viruses, but that's just a trap. I like viruses. Yeah. Let's see. Oh, my God. God, I spent a lot of money today. <laughs> yeah, you did. That's okay, though. That's okay. Yeah. Today we went and got Green Dot Stables. Sliders, bro. Did we already so talk good. about this in the first one? No, we didn't. Did we didn't? Nope. I don't even know. No, all I said was we got a nice dinner tonight. Ah, we did. Dude, fucking those sliders were phenomenal. That damn uh, Lansing hot chicken one. So good. Everything there is pretty good. Dope. It's you know, you get a couple sliders that you might not be crazy about, but they're never actually bad. No, they're not. Oh, the bacon, though, man. The bacon on those fucking sliders were so good. Oh, yeah. So good. Every day they have a mystery meat, though. Which, like you said, they really need to find a better name of it. Maybe like yeah. meat of the day. Yeah, be like or slider, uh, slider of the day. Of the day and not a hey, mystery meat. That's what you find in like the lunch at a lunch lady. She, what's for lunch today, uh, Miss Wormworth? Because <laughs> they always have a fucking nasty last name. They got a big <laughs> mole on their fucking cheek. Mystery meat, and you're just like, ah, oh, thank you. And then they just like. Slop it on your train. You're like, oh, that looks delicious. Enjoy your lunch. And you fuck sit down you, at the table and it's moving, and you're like, yeah, what? And you're like, what the fuck? There's a cockroach in it, Miss Wormworth. Eat your food. It's healthy. Make you strong. It's got protein. Yeah, she's sucking down nicotine. <laughs> Fucking nasty. Ashen. Ashen your friend's lunch. Yeah, all these kids always complaining. Flick, flick. I got to say the flick, flick, because now I don't got a camera to show it. <laughs> so my, one of my favorite episodes is uh, <laughs> it, you guys be able to see it if you haven't watched it. But the timing of the shit was so perfect when I was uh, when I brought out all the paraphernalia. 
Oh you're talking God. to me and I'm smoking the thing. And you're just, I forget what you said, and I just flick it like that. At the same time, I flick the ash on the table. <laughs> it was a pretty savage moment on your end. It was. The whole time. Because it was at the beginning where he's like, I'm going to surprise you every episode. I'm like, don't. For fuck's sakes, don't. And I did, then, though. That, yep. But you're, now since we you're just video, like, really oh. can't. Yeah, you're like, oh, Xanax and this and that. And... <laughs> I brought out like a ton of drugs. <laughs> Allegedly. Alleged drugs. Allegedly. Yeah. They were all like, they were all like Mentos and Tic Tacs and shit like that. But that was that whole episode. That was the Charizard episode. That was. Flaming that was, Charizard. That was, Crystal um, Beth yeah, Newport. Crystal Beth Newport. Talked about the dogs. Still to this day, I think that's our best episode. That's that because that, that episode was absolutely nuts. It, it was, was our insane. episode right before we went to Indy. I think we were all pumped up. Yeah, we had a lot of aggression. We had a lot of. Uh... You and Oil was <laughs> our worst viewed one, though. Surprisingly enough, it was our worst viewed. No, do you know which one was our worst? <laughs> which one? The Spider-Man one, the Marvel one. Because <laughs> that one went off the fucking rails. Dude, that one did so bad, and I'm, so, I've, and it breaks my heart because. You got drunk and then went oh. off the like the like you said the rails. It took me before I knew how to use the editing software. It took me nine fucking hours to edit that episode for it to get like all together thirty views. Maybe like we should delete that one. I think we should. All right. Yeah. We but, should delete and all then of them. and then if you ever watch the video. <laughs> The last thirty minutes, the words don't line up with our mouths. <laughs> they God no. I couldn't get it to line up. I've never watched any of our videos. Don't. <laughs> but yeah, thank God we were wearing masks the whole time because it helped out a little bit because of the fact that you couldn't see our mouths. But yeah, no. Listen, all our fucking uh, Marvel. Um, but you know what? We were killing it in the pun category. Yeah, our Marvel puns were fucking. Yeah, but the, the problem with the Marvel puns was it went on for like. In re- in real life, it went on for like an hour and twenty five minutes. Yeah, it was fucking fucked up. So yeah, and I cut out like forty five minutes of it. Holy shit! Yeah. Really? Oh yeah, because there was a good forty five minutes where like you went past the fun drunk phase and you were at the like the slouched over. Just <laughs> you couldn't think properly, so your words like you there's, went from like talking fun. like how you normally do to just being like. Yes, and so then slurred. like the yeah, yeah and I'm texting slurred, him. I remember because you were getting angry at me, and I was just trying to say like, "Hey, don't get drunk again," because <laughs> this is making it really tough oh, for yeah. me. And you were like, "If you want to quit doing the fucking pot," I'm like, "I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, <laughs> easy on the drinking." And yeah, uh, yeah. So stop drinking. I stopped getting fucked up for the podcast. Yeah, I appreciate like it. getting high or getting drunk and stuff. But when you're high, it's okay. When you're when high, I get high, it gets it's deep. an energetic, but you start fucking going. There's been a few, like, there was one you got high where I'm pretty sure you talked in 80% of it. You just didn't stop. And I would start talking. You're like, no, 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 no I got something to say. Yeah, I'm sorry. I interrupted. <laughs> no, what? No, you're yeah. good. You're good. I just felt like I was doing an episode with Bert. <laughs> <laughs> no, that doesn't make me feel good. That's awful. I'm sorry uh, about 100%. that. 100%. 100%. No, I fucking feel awful for that. I don't like that. I always try. I I look back at some you've of the gotten, episodes. You've gotten so much better from the start. Yeah, because I've looked back at the episodes and I've been like, oh wow, this guy's a fucking moron. Mm-hmm. So I've been toning it down. Yeah, and I haven't been as crazy because the past episodes. That's not really me. It's my humor to a certain degree, mm-hmm. but it's not really who I am in real life. And it's so weird to to be depicted. On 
this podcast is it me not being me. Right. When it's all that people see, really, right? So it's ah, that's really strange to put into words. It's showing that like what you see on the podcast is not who you'll meet in real life. When it comes to humor wise, and if yeah. you get really close to me, yeah, my humor is very dark and just off colored. Yeah. It can be and it can be kind of eccentric. But who I am in real life and personal settings and stuff like that, that's not me at all. Right. And to to explain that to people, I don't know if they understand that. I'm not really sure. because Probably not. You because know, I, 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 I'm so crazy on these podcasts. Mm-hmm. This is like, oh, that's that guy. He can't be any other way besides this. Right. And that's, yeah. And that's the thing I've dealt with with stand-up. Because, you know, my act on stage is a more centric version of who I am. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people come up to me after the show and they're expecting that. And then when I'm just sitting there talking to them like this, they're kind of like, what's happening right now? Yeah. And I'm like, you're meeting me. That's what yeah. you're doing. So it's basically like a character. Yeah. In a way. Yeah. In a a personified version of yourself. Yes, absolutely. So it's basically like I'm a comedian, but I just haven't done. Stand up. Yeah. Stand up. Yeah. We'll get you there. Yeah. Well, yeah like I said, in the other podcast, like, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking about trying it for sure. I wish you would. We would have so much fun. We would. I know. We'll have to see, man. We, I, it would, I would really need some convincing to do it. Yeah. That's for sure. And I might have to get high for it. You can get high for it. We didn't talk about it on the last one, but like, you can try it. But like, for me personally, there's a reason why I have to go up on stage completely sober. What, because you start crying or something? No, I don't start crying. I don't know. No, if I drink, even if it's a drink, I don't know what it is. Like, this is my third drink in the last couple hours. You start getting like racist? No. Oh, I don't know if it brings something. No, I just, like, I don't remember my punchlines, or I oh. jump, and then I'm like, oh, wait, but there's blah, blah, blah. I did a couple <laughs> weeks ago. And you'll backtrack and fuck the whole joke up? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I did a couple weeks ago. I had a drink and a half, because I had a big bar tab. So, like, they, they gave me a, a tab as oh, payment. Like okay, that's pretty So cool. I had a drink and a half before I went on stage, and I was a little nervous, because it was a, it was an urban room. Okay, listen, the, listen, let me let me stop there. I'm going with your story. I'm sorry to interrupt. When they say it's an urban room or an urban night at a club, is that just basically saying, hey, there's going to be a bunch of blacks? Yeah, basically. Like, why don't we just say it's a normal night? <laughs> well, no, well, the thing is... Is it, urban not like a derogatory type of thing? I don't know, because that's what all comics used where they're like oh i just did an urban room i'm like so you did a black room and they're like no no, no urban i'm like so black that's just kind of like saying and, I, and they're like but lightly yeah and i'm like it's really and is. i'm like what room did you do and they're like uh bakers i'm like so you did a black room like because like yeah like when i worked at the club i worked at a place in detroit yeah and i was a bouncer and when they were like friday night was urban nights and i was mm-hmm. like okay so friday's urban night what's saturday night they're just like it's Saturday night. And yeah. I'm like, so where the fuck is Friday night? Just not Friday night. Right. Oh, because we have more African Americans coming in. So why do, why don't, what, who gives a fuck? Why don't we just call it Friday night? Why does it have to be urban night? Right. It's very weird. It's very yeah, weird I that don't... we, that we, uh, 
specify it as that. Right. Anyways, go ahead. I'm sorry. So, let me reword it. I did a black room. It was a soul food place in Sterling Heights. It's in Lakeside Circle. Mm-hmm. Um, the entire audience was black. The only white people in the restaurant were the comics that came to the show. I'm already nervous. You know, it's a pretty decent crowd. The headliner there, I've never seen her before, but she's hilarious and I've heard a lot of great things, so I wanted to do a good job. And I would just kept, I had only had a drink and a half in me, and I just kept, uh, on all my shit. You kept slurring your words. Not, I wasn't slurring. I wasn't slurring stumbling. at all. Stum- I was stumbling. I wasn't hitting the punchlines correctly. Like my dad joke where I asked the dad thing three different times, right? Oh, yeah. oh you fucked that up? Yeah. It's oh, the, damn, it's the, the easiest joke. Yeah. Joke. I, asked the, I asked two people twice, what does my dad and Hitler have in common? Oh, you didn't go into the next one? No. Like, that's just how yeah. it... It's just stupid little things. That's why I got to go on stage sober. And if I go on stage high, shut it... You don't even talk. Shut though. it the fuck down. Yeah, even... No, nothing. Nothing. I literally... I've done shows high where I'm literally out there going, I'm sorry. I'm so high right now. And that's not what anybody wants to hear. I literally should... You know what? Like, I've done shows on 420 where the premise of the show is for comics to get high and do jokes. And then I'm fucking worthless. I'm a wasted five to ten minute spot on that show because I'm literally just up there like, oh, fuck. Man, I wish edibles didn't take forever to kick in because I would take one right now and see how much it switches. Yeah. Maybe I should. If I took one right now, it would probably be okay by the end of the podcast of where I would. Do you think? Maybe. It's real iffy. It'd be probably right at the end. Ah, uh, fuck. That wouldn't even be worth it at that no. point, would it? No, that's something we could I try could in smoke. the next one. We pause. I could smoke, but because <laughs> it does when I get when I do get high, I go off on those like rants. I get deep with shit. You do, and it's actually it's not like stupid stuff. I feel like I actually <laughs> kind of get intellectual with things. You do, yeah. I don't know. It's a gift. Yeah, yeah. Usually, weed makes people stupid. It makes you smarter. Look at that man. What do you mean? I'm so goddamn smart in real life that like weed just enhances it. Yep. <laughs> yeah, let's go with that. Yeah. No. no. I'm not saying you're dumb. <laughs> I know. I mean, you've been wearing sunglasses inside again, but. Yeah, because bright down here. I got it's fucking 11, 23 at night. Yeah, but look at these. They're hippie sunglasses, dude. They're the shit. They, they do look good they on look you. They look pretty fucking I good, don't you. they? You just, you just wear. He's wearing a trucker hat and hippie glasses right now, and he just looks great. He yeah. looks great. I got to get Gucci sunglasses. Yeah. I do. I want a pair of Gucci, like gold Gucci sunglasses. I want a pair of buffs. And then we got to go to the casino with button-up shirts. <laughs> Look like every other fucking black guy in there. Yeah. Get really good fucking spray tans. <laughs> Get buffs on and and those uh, crazy-ass uh, printed button-up shirts. Yeah. And, and blue jeans and uh, black dress shoes. <laughs> yep. And fake Rolexes from eBay. <laughs> Wool wax. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. And they spend their Chrysler money. Uh-huh. They, they all do. We buy uh, slingshots and go to the casino. <laughs> <laughs> You're like four ways. You're four years away from that. Fuck no, dude. I ain't doing that type of shit. I'm buying a house and I'm getting my goddamn Corvette and I'm living life happy. Yeah. Getting meals cooked for me. Look at that. You, you meet a girl. 
for a little bit. Now you're like, eight. Hey, like I said, not publicly. And it's not because like I want to have my things on the side. It's nothing like that. It's that like I think when shit gets in a way serious, like it, it doesn't have to be public out in the public. It yeah. doesn't have to be because I feel like at that time shit gets uh-huh. ruined. It's not that I'm trying to hide anybody. Right. Nothing like that, but it's that's my shit. Yeah. I mean, fucking, yeah. No, that that was a conversation. I'd I'm pretty open about it on here. I mean, I'm a pretty open person regardless. Mm-hmm. So that's a conversation I had with Becca because she like brought up how I didn't post her on social media yet. And I'm like, I don't have to be that kind of person. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. I'm like, usually the people who post their significant others a lot are the ones who are insecure in their relationship. Mm-hmm. Like, look at Chris and Alicia. Yeah. Yeah. You like, I, I mean, just threw them. Fuck both of them. But yeah, it's the fact. I don't care. But it's. That's just how I. That's just how I see it. So I'm not the kind of person where I gotta post her all the time. Valentine's Day, anniversary, her birthday. Her birthday's coming up. Of course, she's gonna get a big post. Yeah. I mean, you know, I would stuff like that. But I'm not just gonna randomly post her and just be like, eh, just because I love you, women crush Wednesday. That's just not who I am. Yeah, my. my yeah, it's it's strange because I remember with my ex that like I never got posted to be, and I was like, why don't you? Right. And no, like, but I, I knew it. something was something was up. It wasn't like post me, please. I wanted people to see me. On right. Page. It wasn't that. I like, I knew something was up, so I'd, I would always ask like, "Why aren't you doing that?" Like, and I I knew. I think it was kind of like just stupid of me to even ask. Right. But I kind I I get when like you just want shit private. You don't want. Right. There's no like my son. I don't post him at all. I don't. You don't. don't. You there's really no don't. one that knows that I even really have a son. And yeah. it's not that I'm not proud to be a father. I fucking love being a dad. I think it's one of the dad. greatest things. It's just that no one needs to know about myself. No one does, especially outside people that don't know me and I don't know them. Mm-hmm. I find that weird. It's kind of like putting them out there for predators. And, and that's what I really feel like. It's mm-hmm. like it's like bait, bait and switch. Yep. It's like, hey, hey, look, mm-hmm. I got this cute kid. Mm-hmm. I got this cute, cute kid. Like, it, it's it, To me, that's weird. And it just leaves it up for like comments and people's opinions that I don't need to fucking hear. Right. It did anything to d- demean him or me. Like I don't, I'm, I don't have time for that. Yeah. So I keep that out, especially if I'm seeing someone that, the same thing. Yeah. There's no need for it. Right. You know, like I don't mind being out with them socially. You know, uh, in the in the view publicly in the view with them. Like I, I, that doesn't bother me. But it's just I don't go out of my way to post it like i haven't posted shit well, in so it, long it like starts drama too you know people people feel the need to get involved or and stuff like that like becca posted one of the pictures today that i put po- that i took over at the sunflower field and gave me photo credit and just because of that my my uh comedy page has gotten a 12 views today uh. and it's it's gone up <clears throat> since like five o'clock when she posted it so I know it's all coming from her. I yeah. doubt there's just 12 random people that was randomly today like, let's mm-hmm. check up on Justin. And it's just shit like that. And that's where drama starts. And that's when people get involved and all that other stupid shit. Yeah, shit. it's just that social media is not safe. It's not It's not a safe place. It's it's not. It's, it's, and that's why I try to keep social media to a bare minimum with me. Dude, I haven't posted like, I'm, fucking ever. No, you haven't. Now that I think about I'm it. I'm deleting everything on my Instagram. I'm making a whole new thing. Yeah. Yep. I, I did that about nine months ago. I went through, cut, I deleted like 150 posts. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm deleting, I'm starting from scratch. Yeah. Because I'm on this 
not to make it about, I'm not trying to make this, I guess, all about myself, but basically the new journey that I'm going on. Yeah. That's so, one of the reasons why I did it. Yeah. I mean, you have to, there's kind of a start where you, you have to basically start anew. Exactly. And um, getting rid of all that old shit where you knew that was either immature or not really you at the moment. Like, you got to just get rid of it. Mm-hmm. Because it, it's portraying something that you don't want to have out there anymore. Right. Uh, and so it goes along with like what we have going for us because we're trying to create brands for ourselves as well. Exactly. And like that's those are the posts that I kept were the ones that represent my brand. So mm-hmm. I kept those. But there's a lot of shit that like I was yeah. like, that's not me anymore. Or that that post isn't even necessary to have there because when it comes to social media and the internet, everything you post is. It, it, it reflects who you are. It is, and that's what people see. They mm-hmm. don't see the real you, so I want to put out there the real me. Yeah. The real, f- full, genuine me. Yeah. You know, because there's a lot of fake. Everything's fake on social media. Absolutely. And I want to put out there, like, I mean, you know my journey now of what I just basically stopped my journey from before. And uh, so you know and a couple people know, but I stopped bodybuilding, right? I stopped that because of, in I mean, no way to beat around the bush, but the drugs you got to take. Yep. To get to be a professional bodybuilder, you got to take fucking copious amounts of drugs, and it's insane on what it can do to your health. A bunch of people die from it. A bunch of people get sick. And I was thinking about it, and before anything really happened to my body, I, I, I quit. I stopped it. Yeah. And I can't, we were just talking about upstairs. I didn't know that you didn't tell your mom yet. It was great to be able to share that moment with you and your mom. But, like, I'm proud of you. You yeah. know, I'm proud of you and everything that you've done. I mean, fucking look at you. You've put your heart and soul into this. And you've dedicated it. Like, you did that diet. I remember you fucking dragging ass for, like, three weeks because you had no sugar. Like, you didn't seem yeah, like no you. carbs or nothing. You had there. nothing. And you were just kind of talking like this the whole time. I'm like, are you all right? And you're like. Yes. And yeah. I'm like, you sure? And you're like, yes. And I'm like, all right. So now I'm, I'm you, a, you're just, you just, you did things that, you know, I, I, not even against you, but I didn't even know that you were possible, you know, possible yeah. of, and you showed me your true potential. Yeah. And then I'm proud of you in that, but I've always been concerned about your health. Dude, you know, I was taking, I was taking a shitload of drugs. Yeah. Tons of drugs. Mm-hmm. And, and no, it didn't affect me. I, I've been Thank grateful God. to not have, have yeah. any bad side effects, but. It would have gotten there. I, I would have died on an early age, and me having a son and me wanting a life with somebody like that would be awful. Right. So I took a whole new journey, which I, well, you guys will see on my Instagram starting, you know, very soon. Probably I'm uh, most likely it, it will be up by the time that this one's up. But I'm starting a whole new journey to becoming an actual healthy, fit athlete. Yeah. And not someone who just takes drugs to get big big and yeah. not saying that bodybuilders don't put in a lot of effort because they do it's fucking hard work yeah, hell yeah, and the is. drugs aren't they, they they're not the reason why you get to the way you are it has to be a mindset it has to be pushing hard work it's just to get to that next level but i i, I don't want to do that anymore i want to be one of the fittest people on earth like you have these people like david goggins you have these people like ross edgley if you guys don't know who that is look them up 
is an amazing fucking athlete. I want to get onto that level. And yes, it's difficult to, and a lot of people don't think they can get to there, but I know I can. And I want to start a journey on showing that you can go from being depressed and then going to drug abuse in a way, because it was drug abuse. Yeah. And then to being one of the healthiest people on earth, that's a huge achievement. And I want to be one of those people to do it, and I want to show other people that they can as well. You know, run marathons, do triathlons, you know, you know, lift weights that you never thought was possible, and do it all natural. Yeah. And show my transformation from being someone who used to take a bunch of, you know, PEDs to someone who's natural and doing so much better. Right. Uh, and I have that podcast that I said was going to come up fucking months, like a month ago. You're famous for that. Yeah, I know. It's just that. You, did you know that you announced this podcast five years before it came out? <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to, I got to delete that post, but the podcast coming out, I just need help with, I mean, now it's just going to be uh, audio. I was thinking of it being on video at first, but I think I'm just going to do audio. Uh, but it's kind of way explaining my journey and then helping anyone else out through theirs through depression and all that bullshit. You know what I mean? So I'm taking a whole new path, a whole new journey in my life and it's for the, the better. I mean, the way you think your life is going at the moment can change at any second. Yeah. It can change direction for the, Better for the worst. You just got to choose which direction is best for you. Right. Sometimes you lead down the bad, but that bad will some will most likely, if you learn from it, lead into something good. Yeah. So, like, me choosing bodybuilding was something that I was passionate about. But it led me down a bad road because it made me start abusing drugs. Right. Which at the time I didn't see as it being bad. Oh, I'm being healthy. I'm being fine. I'm taking the lowest amounts I can. And I'm still getting bigger. And it's not going to affect me the way they do. Kind of basically bullshitting myself to be okay with taking illegal drugs. Yeah. Uh, yes, that's bad. But it led me to a road to where I now know how to be disciplined. I now know how to have a mindset to, you know thwart away depression, anger, and sadness. I now know how to you know, push myself beyond limits that I've ever thought I could. So yes, it's bad that I had to abuse drugs to do it. But now I have these, what do you call them? I have these, um, ah, what's the fucking word? I can't think of it. Discipline? No, no, no. I, I can't think. <laughs> I really can't think of the word. But I have. Um, God damn it. I got to think of the fucking word because it. Damn. I would say I, basically. Okay. This isn't the word I'm looking for. But I have these weapons in my arsenal to push me to higher limits. And I know I can now do that without any type of PEDs. Uh -huh. If you guys don't know what PEDs is, performance-enhancing drugs. That's what that is. So, yes, I had to go through all that shit to taking stuff and risking my health, but mentally it did help me. 
So that was a bad path I took that led me to a good one. And now this path that I'm taking now is nothing but good. Mm-hmm. And when I wanted to put that podcast out, I feel like what stopped me is that I couldn't preach mental health and physical health while also deteriorating my own. Right. That would be hypocritical. So now that I'm taking this healthier choice of life, uh, healthier in a mental and physical way, now I really can preach. Mm-hmm about how to stay healthy. It, it, it just seemed like it was wrong to be able to put out all this positivity when everything in my life, I was just negative, just just hurting myself. So how could I be able to tell someone that this is a healthy way to do something when I wasn't doing it myself? Mm-hmm. It just seemed wrong. So that also was some reason why I, I stopped everything. You know, it, it just seemed wrong saying, hey, you can get to this, you can get to that. But the only reason why I got to this stuff is because I was abusing substances. Right. Now with me doing it on my own and naturally, I can actually prove it that, hey, anyone can do this. Right. Anyone can can't i said can't (laughs) no one can do this you're alone (laughs) but for real though like so it's uh it's it's hard to be at the age we're at 26 years old it's a weird age to then switch everything up because we're told at this point that we have to have everything together when in reality, no one really does. No. And a lot of people who think they do, I mean, if you do, then God bless you, yeah, man. That's you fucking fuck amazing. Yourself. But it's, uh, it's hard at this age, being in your mid-20s, to understand how life is and what your life is going to be. Mm-hmm. There's so much more you got to learn. Yeah. There's so much more bullshit you're going to go through. And to think that you know everything and you have everything in line is kind of ignorant of you because then that leads you to failure and then not being able to handle it. Mm -hmm. Because if you feel like you already know everything, if something hits you in the face, you're not going to know what to do because then you're not ready to learn because you think you already know everything. Right. Uh, But I think everyone should reevaluate their life and really dig deep and think, is this the right path for me? And if you have any negative thoughts about it or whatever, you should start rethinking. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with that, setting a new path when you've been on one for years. There's nothing wrong with that. If you feel like it's healthier for you, healthier for your family, or anything like that, then, yeah, start leading a different direction. Mm-hmm. It's just uh, it's a difficult time in someone's life you know, during their 20s, and especially at this moment in society with social media you see motherfuckers that are like 20 something years old with millions of dollars and you look at that social media on instagram like why the fuck am i not there right i mean we see people with podcasts that have millions of followers at our age and we're like why the fuck do we not have that we have better content than them right it's just i wouldn't say it's luck well it's forgot exactly who who said it but like our generation is the me generation. Everything's me, 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 me. 
you know so it's like yeah. why is it that i don't have that why is that that person is doing this and i'm not um a lot of, and then also too i mean just look at all our social medias all our social medias is me 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 I, I mean look at me as the prime example you know i've spent my entire life wanting to be in the spotlight and it's something i struggle with now because i like the attention you know my fucking bitch of a sister likes to bring it up all the time where she's just like can you not turn all the attention on you for five seconds then i'm like who are you <laughs> like i mean yeah but and i and like she's she's not wrong you know i'm attention. just calling her a bitch because she's calling me out on my shit so if you're listening Everyone to this i love you attention though. yeah <laughs> attention's nice it man. is it is nice yeah but you know i'm 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 an intention whore, you know? I'm not, like, one of those people where I'm like, oh, they gave me a little bit of attention. I feel great now. No. I always need more. I love being on the stage. Anytime I can be on the stage in front and people can look at me, I'm fucking here for it. At the end of the month, I'm doing a fucking hair and makeup show. I'm going to be the bearded lady. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I'm excited for it. The, 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 the stylist uh, who's doing me is fucking fantastic. But, uh... They asked me to do it, and before they even finished, I was like, "Yes." And they're like, "Damn, really?" I'm like, "Yeah." People are yeah, gonna look at me. Sure. That's why you get so mad at me that I turned down all these fucking TV shows. Yeah, go fuck yourself. <laughs> no, but, dude, because like I like attention, but I can also deal without it. I can also be incognito as well. Yeah. No. But you get to the point to where like attention can almost be unhealthy. Yeah. But you also know how to handle it well. Yeah. You get a lot of girls on Instagram, and it's a lot of mostly it's girls, and I don't want to be like a sexist type of thing, but they show their ass, yeah, and their tits and stuff, mm. and that's basically all their Instagram is about, right? Yeah, that's just for attention. Yeah, it really is, mm -hmm. and they crave it. So what happens if they show their asses? <laughs> they show their asses, they show their tits and everything, and they put their tongues out like ah, and stuff. And they get likes and likes and likes and comments and comments. And do you know what? At one point, that attention doesn't really satisfy them. So what do they start? Only fans. They're only fans because it gets a little bit more riskier because they get more attention out of it. Yeah. And it ramps up and it ramps up. And then not only is it just bikini pics and nudes, and all of a sudden that's not enough. And what does it lead to? Them fucking somebody on camera and getting gagged and shit like that. And... What happens when even that attention doesn't become enough? What do you do next? Right. Like to that point, you're never satisfied. Yeah. But with you, you have a you 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 have a limit mm -hmm. to where it's you on stage. Yep. And you getting those laughs and everything. That's your limit. That's what you're satisfied with. But there's a lot of people out there who never get satisfied nope. with enough attention. No. And, and yeah, that's what's dangerous. And it's da it is dangerous. It's something I experienced with my ex, and it was one of the biggest issues in our relationship is the attention that I gave her was never enough. And, you know, I did the boyfriend job, always hyped her up, always complimented her, always did that stuff. Even when mm -hmm. she didn't look good, I told her she looked good and stuff like that. It was never enough. No. So she would constantly post pictures on her Snapchat where it's fucking all cleavage or she's just posting incredibly inappropriate pictures when you're in a relationship and she would have these guys just fire emoji, this, that, this. It would bother the fuck out of me because she never saw what was wrong with it because she was getting the attention that she and wanted. she's getting the gratification. Yeah. And then what I, what was so toxic about her too is when I would do my stand-up and people would, you know, come up and talk to me, then she would get jealous. And I'm like, I wore clothes on stage. 
Yeah. I wore jeans. I'm out Be- there fucking jerking off playing with my balls on yeah, stage. Yeah. No, I I'm not I'm not being a fucking whore up there. You know, cuz that's what she would fucking the pictures that she would post were insane. And then I found out that she had a hidden social media where oh, she was basically posting nudes. What do they call that? What what kind of Instagram is that? A Finstagram or what do they yeah, call that? Yeah, but it wasn't that. It was an app called Twinbody. And Twinbody is a fitness like it's strictly for fitness. Oh, I should get on it. What? Do we get money from it? No, I don't know. But she joined it. And then after like nine months, she told me she was on it. And this is at the time when I was trying to lose weight. So I was like, yeah, I'll check it out. She fucking had pictures on there where she didn't even have clothes on at all. She would literally just take fucking Snapchat and just scribble out her nipples. And I'm like, this is, this is acceptable for you. You're okay with that? She's like, I didn't see what the big deal was. Well, she's she would okay get... with it, but you're not. Remember, it, it, it's a thing that a lot of people have is that you want what you don't have. Right. So let's say you're driving a really nice car. You're driving your Wrangler. Yeah. Right? Really nice Jeep. Fucking everything. A Rubicon. Everything to the hilt. It's it's perfect fucking Jeep. Uh-huh. But you look next to you. That person has a fucking new Corvette. Uh-huh. You're like, damn, I wish I had. Uh-huh. And not appreciating at that moment what you fucking have, which is a really nice car. Right. You're wanting what they have. So she has your compliments every fucking day, which uh-huh. are more genuine than the next person. Right. That she has it every day and she does not appreciate it. So then she goes to something else that she doesn't have. Yeah. Which is someone else's compliments. Right. And they feed off of that. It, it, it It's kind of a, it's like a natural thing for humans. Right. I don't know what the fuck it is, but. People are never satisfied. No. They always look beyond what they have mm-hmm. and never truly appreciate what they have. Right. They never do. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of a fucked up thing. Yeah. But once you really appreciate what you have in the moment, regardless of where you're at in life, that's when you truly win. Mm-hmm. Me, I know, living at my mom's, you know, me being set back a hundred fucking times it feels like. And starting to get my shit together again, I appreciate what I have. Appreciate the people in my life. I appreciate the, the, the materialistic things I have. And with that, I can't get any better than where I'm at now. No. Materialistic things can get better, but the way emotionally, I can't get better. And that feels amazing. Yeah. Because I'm at the peak of that. Yeah. People will never reach that because they rely on their emotional peak with materialistic things. Yep. And when you do that, you're fucked. Yep. You are totally fucked. And it's not even just materialistic, it's also attention. A lot of things are just attention driven. Mm-hmm. And man, I don't I don't it, it would suck to be it would suck to be stuck in that whirlpool of attention. Yeah. Well, it goes off what you were saying too. Cuz with that X how you're like when that's not enough, they go forward. When that's not enough, like with her, I all the all the clues pointed to the fact that she was cheating, getting that extra attention, that sexual attention, because she was one of those people where that's how she got her attention. She would fuck six dudes in six nights because somebody was touching her, and because of that, she felt wanted. Yeah. So you know, I I found very many things. Things where I was like, oh, you're cheating. And I would, and she never admitted it to it once. And I never found ground proof. You know, I never found a picture with a dick in her mouth or anything like that. So that made it tough. But I knew it was happening. 
and as you were saying that, that's all I could think about. I'm like, you yeah. son of a bitch. Like, you're right. You're absolutely right. And I'm right with you on where I'm at in my life right now. Right now in my life is the most content I have been since New York City. Yeah. With you everything. You started appreciating what you have. I started appreci- appreciating what you don't. Exactly. You know, I miss the Jeep. <laughs> you know. But you have a fucking brand new Ram. Yeah, I know. And but like like even what you were saying with the like the Jeep when I had that and it just sucks cuz that was supposed to be mine for good. Yeah. And then unfortunately cuz of covid happen, and everything shit happened. But like with that like I never felt that way. I never looked at another car. I was like I wish I like I was like this is it and I still feel that. I I walk out of my house every day and I'm just like fuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And that's really, I mean, that's the only thing I guess I'm not appreciative about right now at the moment is my truck. Because I do have a nice truck. I'm fully aware of it. Yeah. I just learned very quickly after getting the truck that I am not a pickup guy. Yeah. I don't like it. I gotta... don't see the hype in it. They're so fucking expensive. Yeah. For what? My truck is $52,000 and my well, you gotta understand and the, my the... speaker system is dog yeah, shit. Yeah, but you have the chip shortage right now, which is a whole reason why they're up pricing. So you can't really... you. I would it, hope that's the fun. case. It is. It because is. my truck is not worth what the fuck I'm no, paying no, no, for. No, no, no. I get that. But, but you also went from a Rubicon to a random 15, like just a, a, a base yeah. price 1500 Like how I went from a fucking Charger scat pack to a 200 Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, it, we, we get things and we fall back. But once we start fucking thinking our fallbacks are shit, then we just stay in the shit. Right. You appreciate the truck you have. You got to. And like, oh, I appreciate the Equinox that I have, and then I'm going to be getting something new next week. And stuff. But it's just that if you don't appreciate what you have, you never fucking will. Right. You never will because you're always going to be wanting something more. Right. The want of something more is the fault in the fall of all people mm-hmm. because you're always going to want to be more. You're never going to be satisfied. Right. And now – should I, should you always be satisfied and stay something lower than what you're Never. at? No. You should always drive for more, but you should always be happy with what you have in the moment right. because a lot of people a lot of people have less. Yeah. A lot less. So much less. Mhm. Like fuck, you have a great job. I have a great job. You have a fucking fantastic car. I have a good car. We have our health. We have girls in our lives that are good to us. You know, we have people in our life that love us. Like there's people out there who are completely alone that don't Mm -hmm. have shit. Right. Right. So if you're not content with what you have, then what is there? You're always going to want more regardless of how much more you get. Yeah. Cause at this moment, yeah, you have everything that you want, but then your car gets better. Well, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone wants a better car, Mm -hmm. but then you still won't be content with it. Mm -hmm. You'll still want more. And you always feed for more and more and more and more and more, mm-hmm. which it comes to a point where you'll never be happy. Right. Because with whatever you have, will never give you that feeling of gratification. And I don't say that you should never work for more. You always should. Yeah. Because it will only help you in the long run. It really will. Mm-hmm. You know, financially, everyone wants more money. But you should be happy with the amount of money you have at the moment. Because then that means you will be always happy with the amount of money you gain in the future. Yeah. People should start realizing that and not thinking that, you know, money and attention is everything. Right. But it's not. Well, it's not even, and also, too, like, if you're not happy with the situation, fix it. 
You know, you're not stopped, but regardless of whatever situation or, you know, right. Well, thing like, you're in. like even the situation I'm in right now, you know, I, I, I'm now going to school to be an electrician. I wasn't happy with just what I was doing. And like now in four years, I'll be making pretty fucking close to six digits, if not six digits for sure. Oh, for sure. Yeah. You know, and like that's that's the kind of thing that I'm like proud of with myself in the moment, too, is in the last six months, I've grown a lot as a technician at my job. I've came a long way. Um, I just got my own. I just got a brand new van because of the kind of work that I've been doing lately. And that makes me feel appreciated. You know, it makes me want to work harder and everything. And it's just, you know, I wasn't satisfied with my life six months ago and I changed it in a healthy way. You know, I, I didn't go to drugs or alcohol or anything like that. I sat back and said, how can I change my life? And I lost 40 pounds on top of the weight that I have already lost in an unhealthy way. And I changed my life mm-hmm. for the better. Yeah. Start going to the gym, eating healthy, that kind of stuff. I wasn't just drinking some fucking green juice that's going to make me shit every 15 minutes. Yeah. You know, I applied myself. See, look at us. We're both doing I applied myself, shit. went to school. And, you know, the new thing is with the girlfriend. I was scared at first, you know. Right. She asked me out out of fucking nowhere. And you're just like, uh, fuck. Yeah, and she's going <laughs> to listen to this, and, you know, that's... F- what? You're interrupting us. My hey, God. Jesus, fuck. You want to get on here? What? Don't touch that. <laughs> don't you touch that. <laughs> <laughs> but when she asked me out, I was terrified, because I didn't know if I was ready for that. And I said yes. And you know what? I, I'm... I've never been happier. I don't regret. Yeah, you took that risk. You stopped being scared. Yeah, I quit being scared, and it was the best risk I ever took. You know, she. I, I feel that. Yeah. You know, it's it's been a month and a half, but she has treated me better in a month and a half than anyone ever has in my entire life. Mm-hmm. Well, you you took that risk, and because you had years of dealing with shit. Yeah, and I've kind of I've talked with this with the one that I'm talking to now, but you had these years of seeing shit and dealing with all the negativity that comes with the relationship that mm-hmm. you know what it looks like, you know, you know those red flags and you see them. Yep. So yet those red flags scare you, and the shit that you went through terrifies you as well yep. to happen again. But when you saw that there were no red flags with this one, there were no, you know, instances where you were like, oh, fuck, this is bad. You put your fear to the side and you went for it. Yeah. Which is a huge risk. Yep. Right. It's a huge risk on your part Mm -hmm. that it it took you out of your comfort zone of being single and protected. I'm protected. No one can hurt me because Mm -hmm. I'm not I'm not letting anyone. Right. But you took yourself out of your comfort zone and went for it. Yeah. Which is a big fucking thing. Yeah. Because of all the years that you had with past relationships of fucking you. Mm-hmm. Right? So you stepping out of your comfort zone and, and, you know, facing your fear made you stronger in this. Yep. Which made you now realize, oh, this actually is something good. Mm-hmm. Because you didn't go for it. You know, even though that you might have not been ready for that exact moment to date, she came to you and it was kind of like the right time, right moment Mm -hmm. for you. Right. And I get that because you and I both had very fucked up 
relationships. Yeah. And it takes a lot for us to open up and start something anew. Yeah. Because every time we have, it... It backfires. And th- that was the thing that was so funny is with this one, I said, because I knew I liked her. I knew I liked her after like a week. And um, I said, instead of jumping into relationships, because you, you know I'm famous for that, mm-hmm. I'll talk to a girl for like three weeks and be like, she's the one. And then ask her out. And then I learn two weeks into the relationship. She's oh, I lesbian. fucked up. Yeah, she's a lesbian. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fuck that bitch too. <laughs> no, that's, if she's listening, if Becca's listening to this right now, she's happy as fuck. <laughs> but yeah. no, but that's, I've always been famous for that. For, so with this one, I was like, I'm going to take my time. I'm going to write it out. I'm going to see what happens. And then when she asked me out, I was freaking out. Cause I'm like, oh, you pulled a me, you know? And I don't know how I feel about this yet, but I said yes, you know, cause she's hot. She's got a nice butt. <laughs> Hey, they're, they're, take that because they're they're fucking attacking it. What that? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? And this is the beauty of this is I've been talking to her for about three months now, and I still have yet to see a red flag. And that's the dead honest truth. I haven't. Like maybe like a crimson flag. Yeah, she won't let me do anything to her butt. It's fucking annoying. Oh, if you're listening to this, step your shit up. But that's it. No, I'm being, but I am serious. Like, if that's my biggest complaint. You should have a theme song. It should be <laughs> man eater, but make it ass eater. Like, oh, here he comes. <laughs> <laughs> He's an ass eater. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but that's that's it. But she even lets me do that, so I'm not that upset. But you lick her rim? What? We're not talking about that. Oh, okay. Her dad might listen. What's up, bud? But <laughs> I like your daughter's red. <laughs> and that's the beauty of this one, too. Her family's cool as fuck. Yeah. But I love her. F- no, like, I got lucky. Like, I've never been in a relationship where I've got along with the family because I keep dating these girls with the black sheet of the family because their entire family are good Christians. And they hear my stand-up. They're like, you're fucking Satan. And I'm like, yeah, I am Satan. What's so... up? I got that devil dick. You hear that? I got that devil dick. But she's changing the litter box. <laughs> but yeah, she's just eavesdropping. That's what she's doing. Yeah, yeah. Is, she, is that what she's doing? Yeah. Right, hold on. Let's see. So it's fucking this dude in the ass, right? <laughs> it's pretty rude. But punch her in the back of the head. Come here. But no, it's in this moment in my life, I've never been happier, and I've never felt more content with my future. Oh. You know, even. Even with my stand-up, I'm happy where it's at. I think I'm in a very good place, and I'm growing, and I'm having fun again. That's yeah. the craziest thing. I quit having fun with stand-up. It started to feel like a job. You know, I'd be like, oh, fuck, I got this show on Thursday. No, I'm going up there. I'm saying shit. You know, I'm getting loose. I'm using the whole stage. Like, I'm, I'm starting to have the confidence as a comedian that I used to have as an actor. Fuck yeah, there we go. Like, we start like, like actor Justin, you saw him. I mean, yeah. I, I just, Why it was, hey. it was just like people feared me and I loved Why it. Why don't we go to acting classes? Let's go fucking do it. Let's I'm, go to improv, like improv uh, classes and acting classes. Let's go do it. I mean, I'm always down. To Why the fuck not? Class. Then we can always talk about it on here. That'll be fucking filming. We should, let's go to improv, like improv classes and acting classes. Let's just go fucking do it. I'm, I'm always down Why to not? take acting And that will classes. help our videos and stuff. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. Where the fuck do they have Matt? What? We can find it. Let's do it. Yeah. And that'll get me used to being on stage, and that means that I'll be able to fucking go out on stand-up. Yeah. 
and try it out. Oh, being an actor and doing stand-up is actually a huge advantage. Oh, okay. No, it really is, because then you get comfortable with performing and stuff like exactly. that. Exactly, so then I can be more eccentric on stage. But it's Let's like, try you, it out. You're, you're more comfortable to experiment, because, you know, with acting, you got to make bold choices and everything like yeah. that. I would you like know? to do improv classes, because like, those are fucking They are fun. I, I, the problem is I love improv, but I hit I hate improvers. Why, are they sensitive or something? They're fucking weird. Are they? They're so weird. Like... They're like these fucking cats weird. Like they just don't make sense. Like no, like like if you're around a bunch of improvers and like one of them would like make a like a whoop and the next thing you know you got 15 people in a circle going whoop 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 throwing their fucking arms up in the air and you're like what the fuck's happening right yeah, now? Yeah, I'd be like nope. Yeah, and they're like this is what I do for fun. Yeah, if you say nope, they're going to be like no. Yes and cuz that's the number one rule of improv. Yes and you're so always supposed to go with what what happens in the scene. Yes, so if you walk in the scene and you're like, oh, and you know you're talking, you're like, oh, I'm, what a lovely day it is outside, right? And they're like, oh my god, I have an octopus in my hand. Yes, you can't and? be like, what? No, you're supposed to be like, oh, give me the All octopus. Right, let's oh. do this right now. Let's do an improv thing right now. We're gonna do an improv thing right now. Yeah, why not? Okay, that's sure. what improv is, right? It's on the fucking yeah. Okay. <laughs> Um, do do you make so when it comes to improv? Do you do like, uh, like a scene? Yeah. Like time, place, and yeah, shit like that. Okay. Yeah. So, so you're like the, you're usually given like that's what I'm saying. Like you know you could be in a scene and you're like, all right, you two are brothers, and you are in the kitchen, and you just found out that your mom is having an affair on your dad. And then that's the scene, and right, and then you start the scene now, and everything. And they're like, usually, are they like uh, comedy, or can they be like anything? No, they could like, be anything. Oh. They could be serious. You know, back in high school, when I was in Erickson's class, a lot of our improvs were very serious, and it actually, I think, is very. You know, when you go see improv, nine times out of ten, it's going to be comedy because that's what people want to see. Yeah. But as in to be an actor and everything like that, dramatic improvisation is such a beautiful thing, and it helps you grow so much. Oh my! Some of the scenes that happened, like, like some of the improvs that we did in Erickson's class, dramatically, like, was a game changer. Like they, we were crying. Like you were like, holy shit! Like I don't know if this is so much fun. Like I don't know if this is real or not. Like. I mean, it was, it was also kind of real, but because like because people's real emotions yeah. get into those. Yeah, but like there was a scene where me and Eric's sister did one. You guys fucked. What? No, but like there was a scene we did an improv where I confessed my love to her, and you really did love her. Yeah, and she had no idea, but like everyone's sitting there, like, like she has no idea what's happening right now, but this is actually beautiful like this is breathtaking because i laid it all out there on her and she she had no idea she just thought i was just doing the improv it wasn't until like a week later when one of her buddies was like you know he was being serious right she's like oh this is awkward (laughs) listen i'm gonna go to the bathroom just pause it we'll come back to this you don't gotta entertain them can i just am i able to pause it no just just turn the mics off okay yeah so and we're back yeah, we're back. That was a good piss. <coughs> oh my 
got that tequila, man. What the <laughs> fuck, man? I never, I never print off the tequila. That's weird. It means I haven't drank it so long. Yeah. Well, like we, we drink a whole fifth tonight. Fuck yeah. I'm feeling all right, too. I'm not feeling... Totally yeah, I'm feeling... Out. Like I said, I don't feel like 100% sober, but I feel fine. Uh, the tipsiness is about... Uh, the wave is coming through. After this one, I'll be fully tipsy. Yep. Uh, but yeah, we were talking about improv. So, you were talking about the, how dramatic improvs and how you also have the comedy ones and all that. So, we should... Uh, we should try one. I mean, try we, some improv. We can try. I mean, what do we... Just set up scene, I guess. I mean, either we make it funny or... I don't know. It's very hard. It's going to be difficult. <laughs> okay? Because this is my first improv thing I've ever done. Okay. Uh, I mean, kind of. Our whole podcast is improv. Right. One of your cats was definitely chewing on this. Oh, well, it looks like we got to change the cord. Which, was that the cord? No, the cord's fine. Court, yeah, so there's really okay. no changing it. Okay. But, well, I mean, got new headphones. That seems fine. Um, so, okay. Uh, what do you want? Do you want to be brothers? Brothers? I don't, dude, set up the fucking scene. Well, we got to set up it. a relationship between the two of us, too. Oh, do you? Is that yeah. how you do it? Yeah. Okay, so we're brothers. Are we? Uh, yes. So in okay. the improv, we are brothers. Um, where do you want to be at? Oh, dude, we should do. We should do one of those. Fuck, remember those little fucking things where you, like, those paper things, yeah. Where you cross like this, you're like, all right, say the number, and you're like one, two, two three, three four, four, and you're like, all right, pick a color, B L U E for blue, and you're like, all right, pick another number, and you're like one, two, three, and you're like, all right, pick another one, one, and then you flip it open, and it would say a scenario. Yeah, that would be a cool fucking way to do improv. That would be a cool improv. We no gotta make to those next time. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so I don't know how else to do it. You gonna make one? No. Oh, the washer. Yeah. <laughs> the beeping. You gotta hear it. Yeah. Fucking grateful bitch. <laughs> trying to make art. Mom, you fucking bitch. <laughs> Maybe a sandwich, mom, you fucking bitch. Only white people talk to their moms like that. True. Wait for a black kid to talk to her mom like that. Get your motherfucking ass beat. Yeah. Real quick. I know it's off topic, but talk about making me a sandwich. Did you ever see the Anthony Mackie thing? Uh, Falcon, Papa Doc. <laughs> oh yeah. With uh, Wendy Williams, where he's talking about making me a sandwich. No. Oh, you didn't, dude. He fucking owned Wendy Williams on this, because they were talking about something about making a sandwich, and then like Wendy Williams was like, "That's misogynistic, basically." And he's like, "Uh, uh, uh, I don't want to hear it." He goes, "If we're out to dinner, right, and a man comes up to you, you know, and starts doing some goofy shit, what do you want me to do?" And she and before, like, they said at the same time, she's like, you want me to knock him out, right? She's like, yeah, you better. He goes, all right. And every time we go to the car, what does he want me to do? Open the door? She's like, you better open that door. He goes, all right. So when daddy tells you to make him a sandwich, make him a fucking sandwich. It's no different. Damn. <laughs> and I was like, God damn. damn like, he, he owned her. And he just kept saying, make daddy a sandwich. And you could see her just, like. Hot and bothered a little bit, but yeah, he's just like, don't expect I'll us. Be like, you don't yeah. like it reverse, yeah. do you? Exactly. Yeah. And I was just like, amen to you, brother. I'm yeah. like that. I'm like, oh, that's God Captain damn. America. Yeah, baby. that is America. In America. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but okay. So we are brothers. Um, 
we let's be in the let's be in the hospital room. Always getting dramatic. In the waiting room. Doesn't necessarily have to be dramatic. All right. And what do you want the scenario to be? I don't know. <laughs> Pick a me. scenario. Uh why are we in the hospital room? <laughs> could be something funny, it could be something dramatic. Uh, and then it our can dad go. got testicular cancer and had to get his balls cut off. I like that. Okay. So it's serious, but it has to deal with genitalia, so yeah. it's kinda Yeah. Kinda goofy. Yeah. Alright. Well, right, sure I guess. Alright. And action. Mm-hmm. You know, I never really thought Daddy had any balls, but up until now, <laughs> it's pretty serious. Well, at this point, I don't think he has any anymore. No, he doesn't. So now when we <sighs> joke and say Daddy ain't got no balls... He, he, he doesn't have any at all. Yeah. <laughs> and he can't get mad anymore when we say it. No, he really can't. So what the hell does he really have against us anymore? I don't think anything. But, I mean, in all seriousness, like I'm, I'm glad he's good, but in what, what the fuck did he even need his balls for anyways? You know, at this moment in his life? Right, exactly. It's not like he's having a while. Mom's always got him in his purse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, made out of the same leather as ball sacks made out of. God, there's a... They probably, you know, a good riddance. I bet you they were just disgusting. Just saggy and just... Stop, I don't want to think of Dad's balls. I don't know. They're in my mind a lot. <laughs> They're in your mind a lot? Yeah, I mean... Why are they in your mind a lot? I don't know, because I'm always thinking That's like... That's Dad. I know, but like... Just genetically, it was like, our balls going to turn out the same as his? And it kind of worries me. Like, are we going to get that shit too? I hope our balls don't end up in mom's purse. Rather in her purse than in her mouth, like how dads have been. Jesus Christ, that's pretty inappropriate listen, right now. Listen, I'm just, what I'm saying is that either, you know, genetically, we're going to take after dad, right? Right. So are our balls going to look like his or are we going to end up getting the same shit that he he just had? You know what I mean? So, like, yeah, that's why they're in my mind, not sexually. Okay. I don't think about, like, you know, playing with dad's ball bag. Mm-hmm. But, like, what the fuck is going to happen to us? Right. So that's why they've been in my mind. I mean, it's kind of weird, but. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I mean, between you and I, I wouldn't mind losing my balls. What? If I lose my balls, I can't have kids. Bro. <laughs> Listen, I know you, like, I get you don't want it, but I don't think you want your balls cut off. No, but then, like, I can just shoot no problem, and I no, have to you worry can't, about it. No, you can't, man. Like, there's going to be nothing there to shoot. What? I'm okay with that, as long as I can still, you know. Listen, what... All I've been thinking about is, is Dad going to, when he gets his balls replaced, because they got those silicone things, right, that they're replacing them with. Yeah, Dad's going to have marbles Do you think it. he's going to get bigger the, balls I, than I, what he has? I told the doctor to put those Pokemon marbles in his balls. <laughs> Do you remember those? <laughs> yeah. The ones that we had as kids? Yeah, you're going to put the, yeah, those are so small. What? Do you think his are big now? I don't know. i never seen his balls. <laughs> uh, no, I lied. When did you see Dad's balls? Dude, back in like sixth grade. Sixth grade. I was going into the bathroom and uh, 
I was going to get toothpaste because we ran out of toothpaste upstairs in our bathroom. So I went in there and Dad was taking a shower and he was coming out drying off. Dude, the smallest dick I've ever seen, but the biggest fucking balls. Yeah? Dude, Dad has like grapefruit balls, man. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Not even kidding. It's probably all. It's probably been building up over the years because you know, mom and dad have, don't have sex. Yeah, you're right. What do you think that is? Which is uncomfortable to say, but like it's true. Like, like you know, mom and dad aren't happy. <laughs> so then, it really doesn't matter that he's getting his balls cut off. I mean, mom's sadly, happy? no. I mean, I don't think dad's really been pushing for it. But do you think? Now that he doesn't have any kind of anything to give him the drive. To I don't think so. You. Damn, man. Well, yeah, you're right. You're right. I mean, we've been out of the house for how long now? Uh, about eight years. You don't think they're doing anything? No. There's no. Are you kidding me? Dad probably got ED, don't he? Oh, oh I mean, for sure. <laughs> but, I mean, look at Mom. Mom, mom I mean... To be honest, mom hasn't seemed happy in years. Yeah, you're right. Which is sad to say, because, I mean, I don't know if you remember as kids, but, like, they were disgusting. Honestly, mom and dad kind of ruined love for me for a while in a good way. In a good way? Yeah. What do you mean? Like, like, we saw mom and dad and how happy they were all the time. Dad used to chase mom around the house all the time, like two teenagers. You know, they were always really inappropriate. Dad was always grabbing his grabbing oh my mom's God. ass dude, in front of us when and I stuff. Walk, I, dude, I remember when I walked in the house one time, and it was uh, junior high school. I remember we came out of school early. You went to fucking Brandon's house or whatever afterwards, but I went home because I had to get some shit done. And Dad was uh, waiting for Mom to get home from work. And he was in that fucking apron, and he was one ass naked cooking for her. Uh, what? <laughs> yeah. No, I told you this. You uh, you probably don't remember. I, dude, I told you this. Yeah, this was years ago, but he, I walked in. He was butt ass naked in the apron waiting for mom to come home to watch him cooking naked. And he forgot that we had a half day of school. So I walk in and dad's at the fucking stove in the oven cooking with his ass out. Of course, I couldn't see anything because the apron was covering it. And he fucking just like freaked out. First he was startled and he got pissed off at me. What the fuck are you doing home? Blah, blah, blah. Shit like that. And I was like, oh, fuck. I didn't even know what to say. I was just sitting there stunned. Yeah. And because I just saw our dad's ass <laughs> just hanging out. And all he had on was an apron. So they had, they were fucking getting it on back then. Mm-hmm. And what, sophomore, no, junior of high school. That's, that's like 10 years ago. Yeah. So the fuck happened in that time they were like fucking 40 something years old at the time so why is it i don't know maybe they just lost that spark dude i don't know when you're fucking in cooking naked in an apron (laughs) (laughs) that's a lot of spark that's more than just a spark yeah that's a flame that's a that's a full-on flame where there's smoke there's fire water i wonder what put it out Dude, maybe when maybe dad did get like ED and like and that that was kind of like the precursor of uh his testicular cancer. Maybe that killed it. Maybe. 
maybe when he had no more sex drive, maybe it made mom feel maybe unwanted. I don't know if mom would cheat though, man. No, I don't think so. Maybe, but you feel if you feel unwanted by somebody, what you're kind of gonna gonna go search for that 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 desire that someone gives you. I don't know. It's tough because I don't want to think of mom cheating on dad. I know dad's not cheating on mom. He's so incredibly in love with her. They fucking couldn't anyways. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, I, I don't know, man. I, I mean, I couldn't see it, but honestly, it wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't surprise me either. Because I, I, I wouldn't know what to do if I like the person that I love stopped. Yeah. Think of me in a sexual way. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It's hard to think that, and then, and especially now, what's going to happen now? I mean, what what do we do? Is there anything that we can? I don't do? think so. I think we just support mom and dad the best that we can. You know, it doesn't hurt to call them every once in a while. Yeah. I know we're busy with our own lives and everything like that, but you know they miss us. We really haven't been the best since we moved out. Yeah, that's true. How are you doing with everything going on? I'm alright. You know, I can't complain. Yeah. Working a lot at the job. Keeps me busy. Yeah, same here. Just trying to keep busy. Yeah. I know. It's just something I I, I can't even deal with right now. It's kind of... Dude, we're already fucking busy. How how are we gonna be able to do our relationships right now? I, I know how yours is. I know how mine is. It's just shit can be on edge. How the hell are we gonna be able to fix our fucking parents? We can't really. We, can. we, we can't even fucking. We can't even deal with our own. No. I, I guess we just gotta write it out and see what happens. Yeah, hope and pray. All right, well, I'm going to get going home. Yeah, man. got to get home, big kids. Yeah. I'll talk to you later. Yeah. All right, just text me. All right, we'll do. All right, man. I'll see you. See you. Not bad. Not bad. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We had some funny moments, had some serious moments, and that's the beauty of improv. It can't take any weird turn. And you notice how we kept saying yes and, yes and yeah. to everything? Yeah. Because that's the number one rule of improv. Yeah. Number two. Well, really, number one is have fun. Number two is... I'm yes, not fun with that. That was pretty cool. Yeah. I like that. No, like I said, I love improv. I really do. It's a blast, but it's just people who do improv are just weird. You know, uh, like I've, I've, I would love to get into it, but like I would want to get into it with like Erickson's class. We got to get more fucking weird. Weird the weird people out. Yeah. Be more eccentric than them. Make them be like, what the fuck. <laughs> Yeah, make them feel like how other people feel towards them. Mm-hmm. I think that's the way to do it. How do we do that? I have no idea. Be more eccentric. Be more vibrant. Mm-hmm. Flamboyant. Bap. We'll figure it out. Yep. But I think what we just did there was pretty good. That was a good scene. Yeah, it wasn't bad. I liked that. That was fun. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Making up a... Performing's great. Yeah. There's a reason why I, I haven't stopped doing it for the last 13 yeah. years. 
And that's the thing is I miss acting. I would do acting in an absolute in Acting a seems like a lot of fun. I would do yeah. so much fun. But like like I would fucking kill to do a play right now. Like, oh my God, to get on stage, get in a wardrobe, Dude, create a character, I've, I've been, be I've big. Been, I've been reading Dracula. Yeah. The book Dracula by Bram Stoker, dude. I can I can see myself in a, like a Dracula play because yeah. the way it's written out and everything is so theatrical. It's so amazing because mm-hmm. they, they it's written out in such a old English. Oh, it's so fucking cool, and I can just see people all dressed up in that old timey fucking English type of dressing and stuff like oh, and like Dracula and stuff like. Just the way, like, how poetic he is when he talks. Dude, it's fucking awesome. Yeah. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, play sounds like a lot of fucking fun, actually. It is. Just being an actor, just to to get a script and dissect it and, you know, go over the lines and kind of think to yourself, why would this character say these lines? Yeah. You know, there's so many lines that are just kind of eh, but there's certain things you got to kind of understand, like, why would he say that, though? And then you got to... You got to build the character around that, you know. You got to yeah, build dig a, deep into his emotion. Yeah, why, and uh, it's just one of the reasons why I just fell in love with acting. You know, is just because you dissect this character and you just you learn yeah. so much about them through yourself. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful thing. And you incorporate your emotion with theirs, mm-hmm. and yeah. that's and that's what makes it so unique. Is you know, there's so many different people that can play a part, but it always comes out a little different. Yeah, because it's it's you. It's you and yeah. that as that character. Oh, we gotta get into acting classes, dude. Let's fucking do yeah, it. Yeah, I didn't so spend a hundred thousand dollars on them already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you did, but yeah. let's do more. What? Oh, dude, I'd, I'd love to. We should write our own play. What? I I've been working on uh, Chunky Love again. Oh, you have been? Yeah. All right. So what's my role? What? You don't have a role in it. I don't have a role. Can I be like a like a it, teacher? Can I be like the hot teacher that like? Is kind of like wanting to fuck the students. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing like that in there, but yeah, I, when when it came to the screenplay, I haven't thought of anyone. You know, the only person that I've thought of is Brendan, as the annoying brother. You know, because okay. um, the main character, he's a senior, and his brother is a freshman. Uh, he's not looking forward to because he he just switched schools his senior year. It's like the worst time to want to switch schools. Oh, okay. But his brother's like he's a freshman, new school, new pussy all the way around, stuff like that. So he's having a field day, yeah, and yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. and he's a senior. He wants to graduate with his friends and oh, stuff. You like. got to get to where like he's fucking a senior chick that's like you're really attracted to, that's hot, and you're just like how in the fuck are you getting this girl no, and that's the yeah, thing is like it's that. the exact opposite because of the way the movie is is chunky love is what it is is you know he gets a prank pulled on him in the beginning of the film because he's the new fat kid you know everyone's making fun of him because he's fat he's new nobody knows him and he pulls a prank and then like the school like beauty queen used to be fat and they kind of had like a moment together because she she was able to, to connect with him on that because she's like, I used to be fat. And he's like, what happened? And she's like, oh, I basically developed an eating disorder over the summer, lost like 60 pounds and over the summer. And everyone thought I was actually a new girl because they didn't recognize me. And they kind of had a moment and they kissed and everything like that, but nothing happened. But she woke up the next morning and thought that she had the best sex of her life. Like I, she must have had some weird dream or anything like that. 
Oh my god, what, what would be funny? And then the next thing you know, it's going around school that okay. this fat kid fucks. Now everybody wants to fuck him. And he's getting all these fucking crazy girls and stuff. I got I got one girl and I have her, I have her pictured in my head. Uh, someone I used to go to school with. She's got like the whole goth look, but like whenever I wrote this scene, I always thought of her. But like She's like making animal noises and stuff like that. And he's like, "What the fuck's happening?" <laughs> like, yeah, but like then because the brother, he he comes in the school and he's like the new guy and stuff like that. And the brother is skinny. He's good looking and all that stuff. So like, it's like almost like the roles are reversed. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and so he's kind of like, "How the fuck are you doing it?" So okay. and of course, there's the love interest, and at the end of the movie, he gets with her and all that stuff. So I'm really excited for the last scene of that movie. So you gotta help me write on it. What? You gotta help, help. You gotta let me write. Oh, absolutely. Be a writer. I love it. the last scene because by the end of the movie, the love interest, you know, who kind of gets pushed to the side there for a while because mm-hmm. he's enjoying the the high school popularity. They get together, and then the last scene, he's going down on her, and she starts to fake an orgasm, like a really dramatic one. And he's like, "Oh my god, did I do that?" She's like, "No, you fucking suck at this." <laughs> like, oh. And that's how the movie ends. Oh, I like that. <laughs> Because it's her playing around with him. Because she's always she was always funny and witty. Is, is it gonna be the, the 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 fat girl that was a fat girl? No, no, no. not no. I I don't necessarily know who it is yet. It should be because you should fuck up with her every time. So like the first time you kiss her, you should be like going for a kiss and then, <laughs> and then sneeze on her no, mouth. No, <laughs> there's nothing like that. No, it's like like she's not. I in my head, I've never. I didn't necessarily picture her fat. She was just kind of dorky, you know. But um, there's really none of that. I mean, throughout the movie, you can tell that she she likes him, but there's no sexual tension or anything like that. It's kind of like towards the end of the movie, he starts to realize, like, oh, this is who I should be with. You know, she understands me. She gets me. Stuff like that. Like, you, you could tell it from her that she likes him as the movie goes on. And then it's not until the end of the movie when he realizes, like, oh, I'm screwing up. Let, I should let, be with her. Let me be the dad. You want to be the dad? I want to be the dad of Chunky Loves. That works. Because I, I want to I see, uh, there should be a scene where, like, he's, like, in the mirror, like, getting all sexual. And mm-hmm. then he starts, like, fucking his pillow <laughs> to make it be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to fuck these girls hard. And then I walk in and be like... Hey, whatever you want to call the guy. Like, hey, Justin, what do we do? <laughs> like, come in as the dad and be like, and then catch him fuck on the pillow. <laughs> I like yeah. that. Yeah. But I, I kind of. I've or fucking like an old stuffed animal his and be like, oh, not pinky. <laughs> or some <laughs> shit like that. But I've always like, because I love the early 2000 comedies. Yeah, they're like, fucking phenomenal. Like American Pie. The original American Pie. Is still to this day Dude. like my favorite. And if we can get like fucking MGK's new music in that, and that's what I'm talking about too. Like yeah. that kind of music, like the old pop punk, like the American Pie soundtrack was the best fucking soundtrack yeah. ever. Amazing. So like I want like American like like if American Pie and Superbad fucked, like yeah. that's what that's I want. Those those two film. are my two favorite comedies of yeah, all time. They're amazing. Now, which Amazing. one's number one? I couldn't tell you. I'm not necessarily a, like a favorite person. They're both fin- fantastic. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, they're both great. just like anti- Like, oh my god, that period blood scene and super bad oh on his god. leg. What? Nobody. <laughs> that scene is blows my yeah, mind every time hilarious. I see it. So, 
we gotta put the oyster in there somehow. There's no oh movie. My God. There's no movie that no. has an oyster. We absolutely have to do an oyster. And does he have the oyster? He, oh, of course. Of course he does. Like, because throughout the whole movie, he's dodging them. That's what it is. Because he knows so nothing he dr- happened. Then he dry humps somebody and what? then he oysters. Or and like he comes a- downstairs just how like our buddy did. And then all his friends call him out. Yep. You fucking oyster! <laughs> what? What do you mean? Then it just looks down, the camera pans down and goes... <laughs> <laughs> and it just shows a big gum stain on his jeans. Massive. Yeah. Be like, what? Oh, oh no. No, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And covering it up. Yep. That'd be fucking perfect. Yeah, because that's how most of that stuff happens. Because that would bring out a whole entire new thing to where people figure out where the oyster is and that would become popular that people oyster themselves. Yeah. yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah. It'd be amazing. That would be amazing. You gotta write the script now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I figured I'd start working on the script because I only paid $200 for the fucking program yeah, to write well. it. <laughs> Dude, that'd be amazing. So. An oyster scene would be fucking hilarious. Yeah, it would be. And we should always have a jock guy who crushes, like, bang energy drinks on his head. Yeah. He just finishes them, and every time you see him, he just fucking <laughs> crushes them <laughs> and throws them. Like, just that extreme douchebag. Yeah. Because you gotta have that in those movies as well. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, the whole premise of the movie that I have is definitely like a early 2000s movie. Yeah, for sure. That's but like, legit. like I said, if you ask me, those are the best comedies, and we haven't seen anything like that in a oh. very long time, and I think it would be great to kind of bring that back a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, the opening scene is the mom, because what it is is mom and dad got divorced, and mom won the kids in the divorce, because, mm-hmm. you know, that's how the judicial system works. And... um you know, so they move far away because mom's a cunt. And uh, the opening scene, she's making breakfast, getting ready for the first day of school. The younger brother gets up. He's all excited, getting ready. And the main character is just kind of laying there like, oh, fuck. Like, I don't want to do this. But then instead of getting up and getting ready, he starts jerking off. And then, you know, as the younger brother's getting ready, she's like, go get your fucking brother. And then the brother walks up, opens the door, and he's fucking walks on his brother jerking off. Stuff uh, like that, like, yeah. like that's how that's how all like all those movies oh had a scene God. like that, like American Pie when he got caught fucking the pie. pie yeah, yeah, like I just Dude. took that scene and moved it to the very yeah. beginning. And then when I catch you fucking a pillow as you're like drunk, degenerate dad. <laughs> hey, for, fuck if I open the door and I'm drinking a beer. Hey, faggot, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> and then you're fucking a pillow. You're like, oh Jesus Christ, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> There's a whole scene in your fucking pinky. <laughs> yeah. You're like, this is how you do it. You're like, you can get no girl wet. <laughs> yeah, that'd be funny if I'm just like in a leather jacket all the time. It's <laughs> just a degenerate dad. He just looks at you and goes, your stroke game's weaker than your mom's head game. Yeah. And like an old, and I drive an old like 90s to 2000 Corvette, just a shitty fucking Corvette. I think I'm cool as fuck. Not even a good year. <laughs> no, exactly. Just a fucked up one <laughs> yeah just a degenerate drunk dad. well i had the dad is like the good guy in the movie the whole oh, time really a yeah good guy? and then also because you might like this i because this was the only way i saw myself being put into the movie it's because that was my nickname in high school yeah is chunky love is like a myth so like when oh, i get called to go to that high school before yeah they and like the myth of chunky love yeah and then Come oh, to find like out, the original Chunky Love is a teacher there. Oh, and you're the teacher. And oh, he you hears be the fucking principal. And he, and he hears Chunky Love, and he's like, "Oh shit!" Like, like it's almost like me handing down like the throne. Like oh. you were the new Chunky Love. 
And that's what I thought of for me being in oh, it. And he should come to you like multiple times and you should deny it every time. Be like, I, I got to get going. Like class is over. You should get going home. What are you doing? COD? Like just do that. And then at one point he should catch you and be like, all right, are you ready to hear? <laughs> yeah. So he denies him a couple of times. Yeah. So it doesn't seem like that. Like you're not taking, uh, you know, credibility for what you were back in high school. Exactly. Yeah. That'd be fucking funny. And you're just the teacher now or the fucking principal. I don't know. So <laughs> something great. Yeah. 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 Fuck. Yeah. That'd be hilarious. That'd be fucking hilarious. Yeah. yeah. I like that. Oh, that'd be a fucking great fucking movie. So I got great. that. And then I got the show that I used to work on. Um, I'm trying to pull up the first couple episodes. From my old laptop. It's been kind of hard to get that. To retrieve that. But. That's what I've been waiting for. So. Because well, we gotta... I love. That show was so fucking good. And it was good enough to the point to where my teacher in college. Because what it was is. I had a web series class in college. Because they wanted us just to teach us how to produce our own shit basically. Um, the teacher. He was the creator of Eastsiders. I don't know if anyone who listens to this podcast will know, Eastsiders was a big show on, like, Oxygen, I think. Oxygen is, like, a network. It was it's like Oprah's, a, man. What? It's Oprah's network. It, it is now, I think. But Oxygen was basically, like, a gay network. Like, that's what it was. And um, and that's what it was about. It was a bunch of gay guys on, I think, the east side of L.A. Well, they put it on Kickstarter, and they only wanted like 10, 15 grand or something to get it started. They got $150,000. Well, let's put fucking Chunky Love on it. No, fucking... we're going to. We, we're going to. So we got to write a script first. Right? Yes. But they put it on Kickstarter, got a shit ton of money, produced the show, put it on Oxygen. It got canceled by Oxygen. And then Netflix picked it up for two more seasons. And that was the teacher. And he pulled me aside and was like, dude, look. Because everyone basically put on their web series except for like me and two other people. He's like, your writing in this show is phenomenal, and you're going in a fantastic place with it. I don't want you to rush it with this class and put it out, and then it has it be shit. And then you don't want to do it anymore because you have a lot of potential with this. So what I want you to do is work on it, put it aside, and I want you to focus on the class project. I'm going to make you a head writer for it. Oh, fuck balls. Yeah. And I was like, are you serious? Like, is that, are you, he's like, yeah. He's like, dude, he's like, you got a gift. And that was the thing that was so weird with college there at the end is although I was who I was, you know, in the school, a lot of the teachers were like, as good as you are on in front of the camera, like you're something special behind it. Like there was one, my, um, oh, I forgot what the class name was called, but it was like a class that focused on like really intense scenes, like crying scenes, kissing scenes, stuff like that. Well, at the end, he wanted us to direct, and I directed one girl, and I made her do something that she's never been able to do at that school. Come. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. Yeah, we were directing a a pornography. (laughs) No, but she, she was never able to get angry. She was just one of those girls that was really nice. But because of the scene that she was in with the person, I made it a little bit personal. I'm like, look at him. Look at all. I'm like, because she was like, it was like a breakup, like fighting scene. I'm like, look at him. How often does, she, does he piss you off? She's like, all the time. I'm like, exactly. So I kept like poking her and poking her and poking her. I'm like, grab that pillow, fucking beat that couch, and then do it. 
No, and she took the pillow and was wailing it. And there was supposed to be a scene where, like, the, I, I just remember the line was, I'm the man. Because he was like, I'm the man in this relationship. But she, like, grabbed it and was like, I'm the man. No, but it was insane. And, like, when he said cut, he's like, talk to me after class. And he talked to me after class because he wanted me to fucking help him direct his fucking movie. He wanted, be, he wanted me to be his assistant director and fly to Iceland. Man, I fucking wish I went to New York with you. That would have fucking been amazing. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? And heard? he's an award-winning director. He, his movie, Estrella, I watched it, went to like 20 different film festivals and won Best Picture at every fucking Damn, festival. And now he runs one of the best haunted houses in the country. Where at? What? All over. That's the thing that's so crazy about it. What's it called? Blackout? What? Yeah. That Holy, he runs shit. Blackout? Holy shit! Holy shit! That's exactly what blackout? it is. It's, he runs blackout. That shit's fucking insane. Christian you Thor. You pull that's his name. You pull Christian tam- Thor. You pull tampons out of a pussy. Yes, yes, <laughs> that's exactly it. That's exactly it. He yeah, runs that shit. yeah. Christian. His name's Christian Thor. His real name's Christian Thorgerson, but he goes by Christian Thor. I love this. Yeah, guy. yeah. No, he's fucking sick and demented. Because every week, it. I love this. Shit. Every week, he would make us watch these movies, and then we'd walk in and be like, "Dude, what?" That's the- where you watch that one French movie. Where that guy's painting the ceiling like this? Is that that fucking one movie that you showed me? It was that weird one. It was that one that was all in French, and it was in that house, and the people were fucking nutty. And that one guy was, like, painting the ceiling or doing whatever. Was, like, oh, really um, um, Delicatessen? Yeah, some yeah. shit like yeah. that. No, yeah. Yeah. no, that so was the movie him. he made us watch. Yeah. We did a scene from that, actually, in his class. We did, actually. Um, I remember because, like, we were... Yeah, like, one of the things that we had to do in that scene was we had to eat, like, sugar. Because, like, in that movie, sugar was, like, a huge thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, like, he's like, make bold choices. This is why I love acting. Because I just took, I, I took the sugar, scooped it up, and just ate it. And I'm, I'm eating it, and I'm like, oh, oh, oh. and then as soon as he's like, cut! And I was like, what? He's like, that was bold, but how was it? I'm like, that was the worst thing I've ever done. But, yeah, his name's Christian Thor. The New York Times put him in the uh, in an article. It was like the twenty five best up and coming, like in their class. Donald Glover was in that for rapping. He was in it for directing, and they compared him to Martin Scorsese. Shit balls on a dick. Yeah, but no, he had, he legitimately wanted me to come to Iceland with him and shoot his next movie. And he was known for doing cr- crazy shit like this. Like he did a a play where everybody was blind. It was like a, and what he did is he put like contact lenses in everybody's eyes to where they were blind and they couldn't see shit. And then he's like, all right, you're at 23rd and 6th. I need you to get to 25th and 7th. And it like made like the news and everything because there was a bunch of. You get hit by a car. Yeah. No, they were asking people where to go and all this other. Oh, dude, it was fuck. Yeah. He's had fucking papers written at uh, Columbia University, like thesis papers written and shit on him. I want to go to the school. Man. What, I dude? You know like, what? Why didn't I go? Fuck, that would have been amazing. Just being a little buzz now because I've drank most of this. I, the school was honestly such a blessing and an opportunity, and it was so cool at the time. Well, let's fucking utilize it. What? Jesus and it's, Christ, and let's it's, fucking utilize it. And it's upsetting it. to think that that used to be my life, and like now I just I forget about it a lot. Mm-mm. You know, my scene study teacher worked with the Supremes. He. He worked with Miles Teller. He fucking worked. He was Jared Leto's acting coach on fucking Fight Club. That's great. Like but now it, he now we gotta make 
Now we gotta make it worth it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Absolutely. Gotta make it worth it. What the yeah. fuck did you go there for? What? What the fuck did you go there for <laughs> if we don't make it worth it? Right. Are you shitting me? Yeah. Dude. Let's make the greatest fucking shit out there. <laughs> Come on. I'm down Comedy, for it. dramas, everything. Yeah. Because do you know what happened? You know what the fucking funniest thing is? What? Drama. Yeah. Because if you can do comedy, you can film a, you can direct a drama movie. No, and that's what they say. A lot of, a lot of comedic actors can do dra- dr- dramatic roles, but a lot of dramatic actors can't do comedic roles. Yeah. Why? Because comedy comes from pain. Exactly. Uh-huh. Yeah, we can fucking do it, dude. Yep. We can fucking do it. Let's do it. Dude, that's insane that you fucking knew that. I know Blackout, man. I, I watch that shit all the fucking time. You gotta put your hand in the toilet. It's all sensory deprivation. It's all fully yeah, it's, black. Uh-huh. There's nude people and shit. Yeah, I fucking know that shit. Mm-hmm. Dude, that's, that's literally... That's so insane that you knew that. I'm trying to see if... Uh... That haunted house is insane. Insane. I would love to go to it. Well, what it is is because it's such a big deal. Um, what they do is they put bids on it. Like, like cities will fucking drop millions oh, of dollars it, for it for yeah. them to have it there that year. Hosted there, yeah. Do you know? What, but listen, dude. Listen. Put the phone. Oh up. shit! He's got a new movie out too. We want to write this movie, right? Yeah. Chunky Love? That's him. That's him? Mm-hmm. He looks like a psycho. <laughs> so, we want to put this movie out, Chunky Love, right? Yeah. We really got to try to focus on it in some way, get a script going, at least a script. I don't know if you want to sell it to a company or what. I don't know what the fuck you want to do with it, but we got to at least write it, and we can't fuck around with it like how we do with this type of shit. If we want to really make it serious and you want to get this shit going in, in your fucking directing and your acting career and your comedic career, it needs to really happen. We can't fuck around. We can't have this shit to where we do this and we fucking take three weeks off and then we no. come back on well, that, and we can't we in, can't lose the motivation for it. So if we have to fucking do it, we have to do it now. Right. Well, that's the beauty of this. And then, well, basically, and, then this, and by the way, this was a beautiful episode from start to finish, by yes. the way. But what I want to do is I would love to be able to do this, right? And then somehow get the money for it, whether it takes off on Kickstarter or something you else. Yeah, do right? yeah, something. And then I would love for Jason and Alex to do it. If they would do a movie, fuck yeah. What? 100%. I'm sure if we had the funds they and would we do brought it. everything, they would do it in a heartbeat. And we and give them like 20 grand with, to do it. With my vision and the, and with what they know, I think we can make an amazing movie. And if we got to shoot it here, we can fucking shoot it here. And yeah. I know how to get the... You do it at the high school? What? Do you think they're allowed to do it at, a high, at the high school? Maybe. Or at least at Bangkok? I mean, if we could figure out permits and stuff like that, we can make it work. Absolutely. I'm pretty sure work. Jason and Alex know the permits of where I'm, to film I'm sure places. they know too, yeah. So we could definitely put it together. And I... I talked to Jason about it years ago. Like, I brought it up to him when we were working out at the, at the same gym. So, like, it's all doable, and I'm sure if we brought it well, up to him now still, and we ha- we brought them the right price, I'm sure they would do it. Come tomorrow, let's start the script. And then also, well, the script's already in the works. Well, okay, then let's fucking keep completing it. Let's but, be able to get together and write it. Um, I was going to say something. Um... It's just, yeah, get the right permits and everything like that. Like, we could do it, you know? 
And what I would love to do is, you know, submit it to film festivals, do all that stuff, travel with it. But what I want to do is I want to do a red carpet uh, premiere at one of the theaters around here. That'd be amazing. Because you could do that. You could run out of, yeah. th- you could run out of theater. and pre- you, now, you could run out Imagine, dude. No, that's where I because was thinking. Because the shit's so fucking empty right now. You can you can rent out a whole fucking uh, theater. Yeah, dude, let's do it. We okay, so let's make a goal. By the end of the year, we gotta have this script finished. That's a good. That's a good goal. Let's do it. Yeah, if by you just, were like by the end of the year, let's have it filmed. I'm like no, that's impossible. by the end of the year, let's have the script finished. So to me, maybe even to fucking tomorrow, if you want to come over, let's start fucking really getting at the script. Do you have a script format? You have that whole fucking thing, right? Yeah, it's all. It's so all let's the, do it. Let's start running the shit through. Yeah. So we can actually do this. Like, if we don't start now, it's never gonna fucking happen. We right. gotta fucking go now. If it's already started, then we need to finish it. Yeah. So then we have at the end of the, we have a goal. Yep. Our goal at the end of the year is to finish the script and be perfected. And, at, and then starting next year, we have another goal. But we'll figure that out once we're writing the script. Let's fucking do it. What we need to do is we need to write the script, and then we need to send it out to people, have them read it, let them ask them what they feel on it, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And we got to ask a whole bunch of people. We can't just ask our friends. Because they'll be like, oh, yeah, it was great. No, you need to ask people who actually would give honest feedback on it, mm-hmm. people who would actually read it and do it. People who understand scripts as well. Yeah, well, we can't do that because then we're kind of fucked. Because I don't know. I mean, I could ask my film friends. Yeah, some. Like and I'm that. sure that I'm sure they'd gladly do it. But yeah, I mean, dude, I'm, if we I'm, do this and it kind of even takes off in a little bit, it's still. It's a start. Yeah, it's a start. And you know, I I love stand up, and I tell people this all the time. I I love performing, you know, and I love stand up comedy, but like. That's not what made me fall in love with performing. What made me fall in love with performing was acting. But you can act in your own movie. Right. Like just as you as being the teacher, like how I'm being the dad. Yeah. Well, there's so many people, too, that they have to do that. Like, you know Danny McBride. Yeah. Yeah. Danny McBride created this whole brand around himself. Mm-hmm. He's behind Eastbound and Down and stuff like that. Sometimes you got to do that. Yeah. And if that's what I got to do, that's what I got to do. Yeah. I don't care. Then that means I built my own empire, you know, and I'm here for it. Exactly. And you know, I got the, and that's that's always been the beauty of my life is I've always had a support system. You know, I've always had my parents. I got you, and now I got Becca who supports me a hundred and ten percent. She looked at me today and goes, "How come you haven't performed this week?" And when she said that, I'm like, "Let me put a fucking baby in you." Like, Let me put a baby in and then kill it. Yeah. <laughs> but jokes, like, jokes. Yeah, jokes. yeah, nah. There's no camera on me. But, but no, like that's that's the kind of support system that I have, and it's a beautiful thing. And I know if I looked at her, you know, tomorrow, and I was like, hey, I'm going to do this. She's like, do it. I support you 110%, you know? So, dude, I, mean, I don't even go. It, it, dude, I'm totally I, down I for lo- Like, I, I would have lo- never thought about the oyster thing. Like, that is a brilliant fucking thing. And it's upsetting because you guys don't have the camera on me, and I'm pointing right now where the camera used to be. But, like, I'm so pumped up right now. Yeah. Like, this is great. That would be a fucking fantastic Dude, this has been scene. an amazing episode. Yeah. We need to have more like this. I We just need to drink Casabigos more often. Es <laughs> pesado. <laughs> Clinky dinky. Dude, because the oyster scene would be fucking astronomically successful it would be fucking so funny yeah because not a lot of people know what an oyster is but once they find out that's come in the pants yeah 
from dry humping that's hilarious. It's so fucking funny. And then the next scene is you at the fuck at your house doing your laundry, and your mom's like, I can do it for you. You're like, no, mom, it's okay. You're there scrubbing it out <laughs> of the sink. <laughs> scrubbing the gun stain out. Yeah, yeah, fucking amazing. And then the rumors were made around the school that you came in your pants and oystered, but then you somehow redeem yourself in some fucking, like, weird way yep. that you're able to, like, get out of that rumor. Yeah. It'd be fucking hilarious. And of course, then in the movie, everyone finds out that yeah. nothing actually happened and yeah. all that other stuff. But yeah, no, I'm fucking 100, 110% behind It'd be that. fucking so funny. And then your dad catches you fucking a pillow. <laughs> like, it's like, there's so much shit that you could do in this movie that is so hilarious. Like, it, it, it's just going to bring back that nostalgic, you know, feeling of these people how we experienced these American Pie, the Sex Drive movies, and all that shit. Like, that shit was so fucking funny. And now we can actually go yeah. back to that. And that's the thing that sucks. They don't make movies like that anymore. No, they don't. Like, it's all smart comedy now. And, like, that's great. I love them, you know? They're all great. But it's just like, let's go back to that, you know? Let's Let, go back to the let's fucking... Let's also do it to where you, as Chunky Love... Whoever plays you has a gay best friend. To make it different, because it's usually the girl who has a gay best friend, but let's make it have a guy have a gay best friend. I like that. And so, like, you try to explain what it is like with girls, but then he doesn't understand because he only knows what it's like to fuck a guy. And so he tried to give you these things to where it's like how it works to fuck a guy and then you implement them on how to fuck a girl and it just doesn't work <laughs> because you just don't he doesn't understand and the correlation gets mixed up so then it makes this awkward scenario when you're with a girl yeah I think that would be fucking hilarious that would be hilarious yeah and he's like a super fag yeah <laughs> you know what I mean yeah in the good yeah, sense yeah super fag <laughs> yeah. I mean in a good sense I'm not trying to use that as a bad thing but like as a, he's like super gay. gay yeah yeah but you guys are best friends and so that makes you, that makes, like, me as being the dad makes you think that you always are gay because you have your best friend who's gay, his name's Ryan or some shit. Yeah. And Ryan's super gay, so I always thought you were gay, so I'm always calling you an F-A-G <laughs> <laughs> because your friend is. But you're trying to get with all these girls, so he's trying to tell you how to get with girls, mm -hmm. but he only knows how to get with guys. Yeah. So you are taking that I'm taking shit, that advice. Advice and, and, and putting it on girls. it to girls. I <laughs> and love it just that. doesn't work. <laughs> I think that would be amazing. That would be so fucking funny because there's never been a movie where the guy, the main character is a guy, is friends with the, like, there's best friends with a gay guy. Uh -huh. You don't have that. That would be the first movie of its kind to do that. I think it would be, yeah. Come yeah, on, We dude. need to do it. Yeah. We need to do it. Yeah. I can't believe we just put all this on the podcast because someone could just steal this. I think our I, I don't think any of our uh, listeners are into this kind of stuff. So exactly. I think we're good. But dude, that would be absolutely amazing. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> Let's yeah. make it happen. Uh huh. Uh huh. Oh yeah. Mm hmm. I like it. I like Me too. It. Here's the that one. Cheers. You really got nothing in there. I, I drank it all. That's fine. Do I got a draw? Oh, I got a little bit. But yeah, <laughs> but enough of that. We yep. can't talk about it anymore on this podcast because we don't want you motherfuckers stealing it. Uh -huh. Well, listen, we love you. We'll be having these uh, hopefully every week or every other week at this moment. 
but we are going to be starting to write this fucking movie. Yeah. Because if we don't, we're going to fucking fail at it, and we can't fail at it. No. You understand? Yeah, absolutely. So every weekend we got to get together. We got to make at least some improvements on the script or something. So even come tomorrow, it's my mom's birthday, and come over to eat. I don't give a fuck what you want to do, but tomorrow come over, we can work on it, something like that, so we can get this shit going. Okay. Also, by the end of the year, we need to have this script finished. Yeah. Absolutely. Understood? Absolutely. Perfect. Understood. Let's get it. All right. See you guys. Love you. This is possibly wrong. Probably not. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, bitches.